0: Welcome to War Room, the official podcast of the U.S. Army War College online journal, graciously supported by the Army War College Foundation. Please join the conversation at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. We hope you enjoy the program. Hello, I am Colonel Brian Foster from the U.S. Army War College's Peacekeeping and Stability Operation Institute. Today, I have the distinct pleasure to speak with Brigadier General Manuel Cotilla, the Deputy Commandant from the Kofi Annan International Peacekeeping Training Center. Brigadier General Cotilla is visiting war colleges in the United States as he looks to advise Ghana's stand-up of a National Defense University. But even as he is here to learn about American institutions and ways of doing things, we also know that we have much to learn from him as well. So. Brigadier General Cotilla is also using this opportunity to speak to students about the complexities of peace operations in Africa, and we are happy to have him in the studio today to discuss the complexities and opportunities for peace operations in Africa. Thank you, Brian. It is a pleasure to be here. Yes, sir. Could you please tell us a little bit about your institute, the Kofi Annan International Peacekeeping Training Center? to include its work with the United States and with Africa.
1: The Kofiana International Peacekeeping Training Center is one of the institutions of the Ghanaian forces. It was established by the Ministry of Defense Instruction sometime in 2002. And uh, the center has been running international courses in the area of peace and security. One, the center has a governing board that is made of representative of development partners, including the the U.S. Ambassador in Ghana and other development partners and the resident coordinator of um, the UNDP. And then the chairperson of the Economic Commission for West African States and a representative of the african union the center has four main departments we have a research department we have a training department which trains core trainers so far as the continent is concerned we have an administration department we have a policy management and monitoring department that makes up the various directors of these departments, the commander and the deputy commander make up the executive committee of the center. So, invariably, we've been providing courses in the area of African peace and security. Uh, we've been recognized by the Economic Community of West African States as a center of excellence. Currently, we are in talks to have a memorandum on the sound of understanding signed with the African Union. For the past years, we've had a collaboration. With the US government, and in particular US AFRICOM, in running a number of exercises and courses at the center. AFRICOM has been in the lead to support the center in organizing a number of programs. One of the things AFRICOM has done is to organize this visit I am in the US to conduct, but invariably, we are collaborating and we continue to collaborate in a number of the African has run major exercises in the African continent using our center as a conduit. Th- thank you, sir. Could you elaborate, please, on the, the type of courses your institute offers in peace and security? We run a number of courses. Now, one of the flagship courses in the center has been the peace operations, multi-dimensional peace operations course. Protection of civilians course, and then the conflict analysis and mediation and conflict prevention courses. Now I must have mentioned the conflict analysis and mediation courses, and the conflict prevention course because there is an emphasis based on the last HIPO report. So far as conflict prevention is concerned, we've been doing training in this area for the past ten years, and then we think that. We stand tall so far as global peacekeeping operations are concerned in running courses on conflict mediation and uh, conflict prevention courses. However, looking at emerging security issues that it confronts Africa of late, we've gone ahead to introduce causes on counterterrorism, preventing and countering violent extremism, migration courses, the youth and conflict, and other causes that have been researched by our research department to introduce in the
0: center. So as you think about the complexities of peace operations in Africa, what are some of the key trends to highlight and what are some of the barriers
1: to success? Peace operations in Africa is very complex in its own. And in looking at the various conflicts in Africa, where we have had peacekeepers deployed, We see that the African continent has a very difficult environment and the nature and complexity of conflicts in its own. Now we must understand that in African conflicts, there is always a of a high number of factions. You do not have one clear or two clear factions, normally it is made of different and varying factions that makes the conflict even more complex. Sometimes. We can have a conflict that emerges with one or two factions but at the end of the day we have we can we can have a count of about 20 factions that makes it very difficult to intervene or to resolve in addition most of these conf- most of the conflicts in africa it is normally very difficult to ensure or to 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 actually get a peace agreement affected before peacekeepers are desto- uh, de- deployed and that makes it very difficult so far as the work of peacekeepers are concerned. Take the issue of Central African Republic. take the issue of Somalia. take the issue of Liberia during the first conflict where ECOMOC intervened. These have been re- these are examples of where there have not been peace agreement and for that no matter when peacekeepers are deployed the missions and their responsibilities and the tasks of peacekeepers keep changing because they will be attacked, because they will be confronted, and because there will be lack of understanding among the factions. Another issue that makes it conflict is that most of the conflicts in Africa leads to the collapse of the states. And for that matter, very difficult to deal with the various internal actors within the state and makes it difficult and makes it complex. So far as peacekeeping operations is concerned or peace operation is concerned in those uh, countries it is not also difficult and most of the factions normally have easy access to natural resources and because they have easy access to natural resources they are always holding to the power and the resources that they have and they do not want to accept any A peaceful way of resolving those conflicts and making it complex because everybody becomes a warlord and extracts resources to his own benefit, to the detriment of the nation, or to the detriment of peace, or to the detriment of the environment or the people that they live within. So, these are some of the key areas, key complexities that surround peace operations in Africa.
0: Thank you, sir. You, you've discussed some of the multitude of actors already with the different factions and, and the peacekeepers. It seems that uh, in Africa, we have a, perhaps an inadequate number of uh, military and police troops dedicated to the peacekeeping missions. Uh, what are some of the ways that we can try and compensate for the lack of numbers? And are there other people that could perhaps
1: contribute more? The issue of police has been very, uh, uh, been very serious so far as Uh, the shortage of personnel concern in most peacekeeping operations. And let me also emphasize that it is not only limited to peace operations in Africa. It extends to other areas. But we must know that most of the developing countries do not meet their international targets of police personnel. So even within the countries, they even have problems of police personnel for internal security that when it comes to these countries contributing police personnel to International peace operations, it becomes very difficult because they find it very difficult to be able to dispense of the limited number of police personnel that they have within their countries, and that has contributed to this extent. So you have had shortages in DRC, in the MUNOSO operation. You have shortages in Liberia before the RDR. You have shortages in UNOSI. You have shortages in most of the peacekeeping operations. It has never been able to resolve because of this fundamental issue because. Various countries have got internal security issues in their country and they do not want to dispense all their policemen to be to be deployed in peace operations. And that has been the key issue. The issue about troops, the numbers of troops, for troops, it hasn't been as difficult as police personnel. The only problem that has, the only difficulty that we face in African peace operation is that most of the Western states are not ready to contribute troops. Now, without the Western states, when peacekeepers are not able to, or the peace of missions are not able to get the necessary equipments from the third world countries that are contributing troops. because say America or France is contributing to, to, to a peacekeeping operation. They already have their equipments. The third world countries do not have the equipments so like armored personnel vehicle helicopters. They will need to go and purchase. Now, they will not spend such monies to the detriment of providing health facilities, schools to their people to be able to go and buy helicopters to go and conduct peace operations in a different country. So with the advanced countries or joining peace operations, they are able to come with logistics and equipment that supports that mission.
0: Thank you. Transitioning a bit to one of the key issues within the United Nations within the mandates and the peacekeeping missions is protections of civilians. Um, Can you discuss some of the difficulties missions have in successfully completing this task? uh, And perhaps describe what are some of the best practices, tools, methods uh, that seem to hold the most promise for implementing this uh, difficult
1: portion of the mandate? Protection of civilians is a very important uh, aspect of peace operations. Now, it was introduced in the early 2000s. And um, protection of civilians have become part of the mandates of peace operations, especially under the auspices of the UN. Now, the basic aspect of protection of civilians is that UN peacekeepers will be deployed into a mission. Their main concern may be to stabilize the situation. However, with the mandate of protection of civilians as part of it, their focus is no more on only creating a safe environment, but ensuring that when the safe environment is created, the civilians within the country are also protected. And that added tax is very essential because we've had local actors complaining in the past that we've had peacekeepers, but we are not having We are not feeling the effect of peacekeeping because there are still atrocities or we are still being, our human rights are still being tampered by individuals or any group. So it is the the protection of civilians mandate gives peacekeepers that strength, that mandate to be able to be extra vigilant to protect communities and protect people of which the peacekeepers are conducting their operation under. And this has become very fundamental to the UN and it has become key because various actors need to be trained to be able to perform this. And my center the Kofiana International Peacekeeping Training Center is one of the centers that has a recognized cause by the UN that we run on protection of civilians in globally. And uh, we, through the funds from Switzerland, were able to conduct this training annually and uh, we think that uh, we'll be able to train a number of actors in that field. And we're intending to collaborate with the U.S. government, especially Africa, to organize a train of trainers course in which we'll bring train of trainers across Africa to be trained, to be able to organize training for protection of civilian actors in peace missions.
0: Well, Brigadier General Katia, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. We thank you for your insight into your institution and for speaking with us on the complexities of peace operations in Africa. Thank you very much.
1: My pleasure, Brad.
0: And that concludes our program. Thank you for listening. The views expressed in this podcast reflect those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views, policies, or positions of the U.S. Army or the Department of Defense. Let us know what you think. Provide us your feedback, comments, or suggestions through our webpage at warroom.com. armywarcollege.edu and have a great day.